Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. All right, my friends, thanks for joining me again today. I'm excited about today's episode. I think it's going to be a shorter one, but high yield, so we're just going to jump right in. So we're going to start with the underlying assumption that life is not supposed to be great and easy all the time. In the coaching world, the general thought is that life is supposed to be roughly 50-50. Happy half the time, not happy half the time. Positive emotions evenly mixed with negative emotions. And let me put an asterisk or two on that. People experiencing depression or bipolar or other mental health conditions might have spans in their life where that ability doesn't manifest itself spontaneously. I think you'll find that most coaches are strongly, strongly in support of people using whatever resources are needed and available to them for the benefit of their mental health. And the majority of coaches would be the first to tell you that a coaching certification alone is not sufficient for providing care for most mental health conditions. Coaching is not a substitute for therapy or medication. If someone is currently in a depressive episode and their treatments have not yet gotten them back to baseline, it would be unrealistic to expect that their current emotional experience is going to be about 50-50. It's a different situation. But another asterisk is that it's probably not exactly 50-50 for everyone. It could be 55-45, 60-40, any breakdown that's roughly about half good and half bad. So what this means is that sometimes you're in the roughly half that's not so great, and sometimes you're in the roughly half that is. Spending time in the not so great is what we're focusing on today. One of the first questions people often have about this is why? Why do they need to have the negative emotions too? Wouldn't it be better to just be happy all the time? Well, no, for a number of reasons that are mostly pretty obvious once you think about them. The reality of the world is that it's not all great all the time. Trying to convince yourself otherwise might be a little bit delusional, and not in the good way that we've talked about before. Being able to feel and experience the breadth of human emotion is part of living a full, normal adult human life. And the contrast of positive and negative helps you appreciate the positive more. Think about how much we Midwesterners relish our springs and summers after we've spent three months in the cold and gray. As a matter of fact, today happens to be a very sunny, if frigid, day in what has otherwise been a pretty sunless few weeks, and we're all taking notice and appreciating it. I was in clinic today, and I think I told at least half the patients on their way out to go enjoy the sun. And also, one of the most important reasons for letting things be hard sometimes is to be genuine. There are some things we do not want to be happy or feel positively about. To give a really obvious example, if you experience a loss or a separation from someone you care about, you don't want to feel happy. You want to be sad. Trying to make it something else would be being disingenuous to yourself. Okay, so we've got a basic feel for why we need to let things be hard and the kinds of situations where we should let it be hard. The next step is figuring out how to do it. When you have a situation that's maybe not so great, if you look at the spectrum of emotional response, it goes from something like wallowing at one end to toxic positivity at the other end, and just letting it be hard is somewhere in the middle. So we know wallowing isn't great. It pulls you down on that spiral staircase, and it's like putting weights around your ankles, making it harder to climb back up. But toxic positivity is just as bad. 
You're hiding from a normal human emotion and trying to pretend something that's happening isn't. How do you land in the middle? I think this isn't really a static thing. I think it's probably like a pendulum swinging. Your job is to recognize and own where you are in the arc and why. So I'll use a personal example, the post-call day. In my practice, we do 24-hour in-house call. Sometimes you're up all night, sometimes you sleep for six hours, or it could be anything in between. And being in a tertiary care academic center, sometimes you're in the OR all night managing a patient that was too sick or too complicated for another hospital. We don't work on our post-call day, at least not routinely. Those of us with bigger administrative roles will find ourselves having meetings on post-call days, and a lot of us schedule things like dentist appointments post-call, but generally there's little or no direct patient care. Now, we're not going to talk about whether the system I just described is a good one or not. It is simply the current reality that I am in. For most people, the post-call day is not their favorite day. Even if it was a lucky night and you spent six hours in bed in the call room, you probably didn't get that much restful sleep. You probably got paged at least a few times to staff some triages or get labor updates or answer pages from the answering service. On the post-call day, usually your body doesn't feel great, and you might be mentally foggy or even feel like a zombie. So the post-call day, especially if it was a rough night, is a day that you might want to practice just letting it be hard. When you're letting it be hard, it should feel something like, I don't like this, but I accept it. You shouldn't feel any resistance, and it shouldn't take a lot of effort. If you're feeling a lot of resistance, you're probably swinging toward wallowing. If you find yourself coming up with a big list of all the ways today sucks, or all the other things that are terrible about your job or your life, or perseverating about little things, those are all hallmarks of wallowing. On the other hand, if you find that you keep trying to come up with silver linings, that's a little trickier. It might just be your natural or learned optimism shining through, but it could also mean that you're swinging toward that toxic positivity. You can usually figure out the difference by how naturally or how forced those silver linings seem to feel. If it feels forced, you're probably not letting it be hard. If I'm post-call and I think, wow, I feel like crap, but at least I can climb in bed for the rest of the day, that doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel like I'm trying to convince myself that I don't feel like crap when, in fact, I really do. If I'm post-call and I feel like crap and I try to sell myself, hey, at least you got an hour and 47 minutes of sleep. Imagine how much worse it would be if you got no sleep. Well, yeah, that's true and valid, but it's forced. I'm trying to talk myself out of how tired I am by placing a value on my current level of fatigue and indirectly saying it's not bad enough to deserve feeling so lousy. It's a neat trick your brain is trying to do, but it's not accomplishing what you want it to. You're much better off learning how to sit with that lousy feeling and realize it's just an emotion and it will pass than to try and argue it away. All of that being said, sometimes you can leverage a good silver lining to hoist yourself out of wallowing. It's not always the right answer. It depends on how blunt or how gentle of approach you generally prefer and how your emotional state is in the moment. Sometimes a good old knock it off is an effective approach, but sometimes we need a little bit of coddling. I want to take a second and go back to the point I made earlier, how letting something be hard should feel something along the lines of, I don't like this, but I accept it. If you can add, and that's okay, after how you're feeling, it will put you in the mindset of acceptance. Cheesy as it may sound, it really helps. I'm sad and that's okay. 
I'm exhausted and grouchy, and that's okay. It helps you realize that what you're feeling is valid and normal, and it usually helps diffuse it too. That's the natural course of emotions. Once you feel them and allow them, they might wax and wane for a while, but they eventually pass through you and go on their way. And that's where we'll wrap things up for today. Thanks so much for joining me, and I will see you back next time. Opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.